Whether it's news, politics, religion, science, education, family, or even what it means to be male or female, finding the truth and then coming to a consensus about much of anything anymore has become quite a challenge in today's divided states of America. All of this is combined to put a damper on the security, stability, and civility of its people. And those are all vital to the emotional health of our people as well. Now, this is a particular challenge for our kids. So when the people and institutions that our kids historically would have trusted most are no longer necessarily trustworthy, it's even more important to make sure that we, their parents, are people who can be trusted and that we do our best to keep the institution of the family healthy and intact. Because with enough healthy and intact families, we may just be able to be part of helping make America good again. We'll talk about that with special guest Joe Battaglia next on Licensed to Parent. Well, welcome to Licensed to Parent. I'm Rich Rosal, and I'm joined as always by Trace Embry, the founder and director of one of the most effective residential programs for troubled teens in America, Shepherds Hill Academy. And as we say often on the program, our desire is to take some of what we learn inside the gates of Shepherds Hill, working day in and day out with these kids, and export it on this radio program so that you can be more effective and intentional in your parenting. And uh, Trace, in the introduction, I mentioned uh, that part of our jobs as parents is to keep the institution of the family healthy and intact. Is it just me, or could today's America be equated to a great big dysfunctional family with a, mm-hmm. a bunch of spoiled kids demanding what they deem to be fair as long as it means getting their own way every time? Yeah, no, uh, I agree. And, 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 and like the spoiled kids in a dysfunctional family, uh, these same kind of people often grow up and rule the roost with no wisdom or experience to do so. Uh, but here's something I, I think our, our listeners need to understand, and it needs to be shared with, with their kids. Uh, you know, if you haven't already noticed, each one of our kids can have differing opinions on, on any number of different subjects, even when they uh, have all the same information about those subjects. But things get even thornier when each kid has different information about those different subjects. Now, add to that our kids' different experiences pertaining to those different subjects, as well as the differences in their innate temperaments and personalities, and you've got a brew for frustration, conflict, and division within the home. And now plugging in these same observations with respect to 320 million-plus residents of the United States, and it's easy to see that Today, American culture at large is sort of the same way. Um, you know, as you mentioned, Rich, it's, it's uh, to the point where we've now become the divided states of America. And a lot of this confusion, frustration, and division that's going on in the public square is recirculating right back into the homes to exacerbate any issues of insecurity, instability, or incivility that might already exist there. Now, it's, it's, it's terrible when parents can't be trusted to cultivate these things in their kids. But it only compounds the problem in kids when people and professionals outside the home who are actually being paid to be trusted can't be trusted either. I'm talking lawmakers, judges, police, media personnel, uh, medical and mental health professionals, teachers and clergy, unfortunately, especially teachers and clergy. Now, trust in all these aforementioned institutions, especially the family, are foundational to a civil society. But I default yet again to Psalm 11.3, when the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, the righteous can go back to the totality of God's word and find out what those foundations should actually look like. 
But unfortunately, Trace, God and his word are too often the last places that Americans seem to want to turn today. Yeah, and right there is the crux of the, of the problem, Rich. Uh, Psalm 14, 1 says, The fool says in his heart there is no God. So it means that we've become a nation of fools, and, you know, we've, there's no fool like the educated fool, who created a society where Psalm 12, 8 says, The wicked freely strut when what is vile is honored among men. Right. And too many Christian people today are honoring what is vile, especially by way of entertainment, and particularly in music. But it's not just our kids' music and entertainment. It's our parents also. And look, when, when we are regularly engaging in vile activities and constantly being entertained by things that grieve the heart of God, then this nonsense becomes systemic to who we are as a people, and we then cease to be good as a nation. Christian families should be shaping our culture, not the right. other way around. Absolutely. Well, I mentioned our guest, Joe Battaglia, at the top of the program, and I want to bring him into this conversation. Joe is the founder and president of Renaissance Communications. That's a media company providing media platforms for gifted communicators of biblical truth, and biblical truth is what we are all about here on Licensed to Parent. Uh, Joe's also the executive producer and general manager of the nationally syndicated radio program Keep the Faith, which is a faith-based music show heard nationally in over 300 markets. He's the author of several books. In fact, we've had him on in the past discussing some of those books. They include A New Suit for Lazarus, uh, published by Thomas Nelson, Unfriended, The Politically Incorrect Jesus, That's My Dad and Fathers Say, and also a book that aptly fits what we're talking about today. It's called Make America Good Again, 12.5 Biblical Principles to Unite Our Nation, Restore True Greatness, and Reshape Our Political Rhetoric, and that is published by Broad Street Publishing. Well, Joe, welcome back to License the Parent, brother. Well, thank you. It's always good to be with you guys. Well, it looks like your book, uh, Make America Good Again, might be based on your insights into what uh, Donald Trump and Alexis de Tocqueville concluded about American (laughs) exceptionalism. Uh, Can you flesh that out for us a little bit? Well, putting Donald Trump and Alexis de Tocqueville in the same sentence uh, (laughs) seems like quite a juxtaposition of oxymoron. Um, And so... Uh, the reality is uh, what the former president's motto was uh, did not come into play. Yeah, it's a play off of that, but it really is based on whom you mentioned. Alexis de Tocqueville, for the listeners who may not be aware, was a French social historian who came to America in the 1830s to find out what actually made America great. So people were using that line prior to uh, Donald Trump. And so it, it, there is a quote that is often attributed to him, as a matter of fact, but it is not found in his two-volume set, Democracy in America. I've read through it. Um, but it's a great quote. There are so many things in his book that he could have said, uh, this quote. So uh, it's very much like him. I won't go through the whole thing. But Part of this quote at the end says, not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits aflame with righteousness did I understand the secret of her genius and power. America is great because she is good, and if America ever ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. The distinction is this. Greatness is about achievement, but goodness is about character. Good point. And that's what I try to bring out uh, in the book. 
that our uh, former president, you know, coined his Make America Great. I think Christ and his followers need to realize that there is something beyond greatness and in his goodness. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is what is missing in our culture today. Uh, the yeah. lack of civility, the lack of respect. Um, these aren't just old-fashioned terms and patterns of thinking. They are foundational to the way the universe operates. They are beyond time. They are God-ordained. Mm-hmm. They are infused into the very fabric of the universe of how we can be successful as human beings. And the only way we can do that is through the kind of character that most embodies the way God created us. And you, you know, you speak about that all the time, Trace. Uh, We've left our moral base. And when you leave that moral base, that's part of the universe and the principles that God put into the universe, you then become less friendly. You become less civil. You become less of everything that we say we want to be. Do you think this book is a good read for parents and kids alike? It certainly will bring parents back to what they should be teaching uh, and what they should be more than teaching, thinking, because it all starts with how we think, right? Right, sure. You know, what is in the heart is what comes out of man, Jesus said. So he understood, of course, the heart of man. It doesn't say that he knew what was in their brain. Right. (laughs) It says that, Scripture says that he knew what was in their heart. That was always the point, because it is in that part of us, our very soul, right, uh, that contains the essence of who we are. And so, um, yeah, that's the important thing to understand, I think, above anything else. Mm-hmm. And and that's why it's important that um, I think parents read it and even kids read it because they no longer have that moral compass, as I call it, right? Yeah, right. Uh, there is no compass any longer. They, the culture says, throw it away, do whatever you want to do. Um, and this isn't a conservative point of view. It's not a liberal point of view. It's a point of view that is neither. And so that's why nothing is happening that is going toward progress and goodness because there is no moral compass. And I say that when you lose your biblical moral compass, you lose your common sense. Right. And that's why we look around us and say, what in the world is that guy thinking? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because there is no longer anything common about sense when you have no longer the moral compass dictate what that is. Well, having no moral compass is like having no real compass. You don't know where north and south, east or west actually is. You, there's no point of reference by f- for which direction to really go. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no goals in the equation. It's like telling two teams of basketball players to go ahead and play basketball, but, but there's no goals up there. You know, it's, I actually did that as an object lesson with our kids at Shepherd's Hill one time. They looked at me like I was nuts, and they, they did their best to try to play basketball with no goals. And I, anyway, it's a long story. But uh, what in particular for kids might uh, they have their eyes open to if they read through your book here that you think that, that kids really need to have their eyes mm-hmm. open to? Number one, we need to help them understand the national motto and the Constitution. It's a great document. And I don't find anybody that's ever read it that's a young person any longer. They don't teach it. 
Mm-hmm. They don't pull things from it. Uh, even our coins that have the E Pluribus Unum national motto, right? I mean, something as common as our currency, something that we handle every day. There's a reason why we have that motto. It also is, when you unpack it, something that most young people would say, yeah, I believe that, because it's all about diversity and inclusion. Let's take those two words that are bandied about, unfortunately, with the wrong definitions at times. Um, And so I often say our national motto is e pluribus unum, which simply means out of the many one which is the genius, not of our country alone, but our faith. There is a correlation between that and our faith. Then I go to John 17, and I say, Jesus could have asked anything from his father for his disciples, but what is the one thing he asks? That they are one. There is something truly strong and genius about oneness. There is a strength about oneness. And so that's why oneness is important and why it's important to understand that when the motto of our country says that oneness is important out of the many one, the reality is that it is inclusive, right? It is diverse. It means that I need to realize that I need to be with people unlike me. Mm-hmm. To truly understand myself. Yeah. And when I don't like that, when I am racist or when I am a separatist or, or when I am anything that excludes others and elevates me in what I think, that is not biblical. It should be denounced because the God of the universe, who is the God of every color, every hue, every amazing distinction and difference in the world, he creates harmony out of diversity. Mm -hmm. And so that's the way I approach that. Yeah, and there's a lot to unpack in there. I mean, mean, the first thing you have to, you talked about racist, and uh, uh, we have to define that term. I think that term has been grossly mystified uh, uh, or redefined in, in recent times. And we do hear quite often about about the power in diversity, uh, but I think there's a caveat to that, and it is that e pluribus unum thing, you know, because really, uh, without with, without that caveat, you know, the logical end of diversity uh, really is chaos. Without that unity in diversity, it's kind of like a rope, you know, with all the different strands in a rope left to themselves, they're weak and they're ineffective. But tied together, uh, like the melting pot America, you know, used to be, uh, then it's very strong. So I think there's a lot of things that, 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 that need to be discussed, and parents need to get a handle on this stuff. But I think they're, they're too busy uh, with their noses and their smartphones. Uh, to, well, to really... <laughs> exactly. And, and that's why we have to disregard the revisionists in our culture, who want to change everything just for the simple fact that it, you know, ties to their agendas. The context, they take everything out, they have to be in the proper context. Everything needs to be, yeah, exactly. Uh, And you know I've written against politically correct thinking, which to me is nonsense, and uh, it is intellectual dishonesty, um, and 
you know, we, we need to understand that, you know, there is an, an importance in being with people who are different than you, mm-hmm. but we are to be with them in unity. And when we understand that, we become a better people. And that's how I, I work with young people on that basis to say, what we're really saying here is what you want to believe, but you're too young to know the context that others are throwing this stuff at you. What do people who propound these things, what do they really think? Uh, are they asking you to think like them and dislike others who think like you? Whenever you find that, and I go through this a lot in my Politically Incorrect Jesus book about the spirit that created politically correct thinking was the spirit of division uh, that was created in Europe in the late 19th century um, to create division because there were oppressors and people were truly oppressed. Uh, And so they had to create the good guy and the bad guy. There always has to be a good guy and bad guy. Right. But you got to find that good and bad, too. That, that's all been redefined. Well, you it's know, easy. You just look for the white and the black cowboy hats, and that tells you exactly who's on the right side. <laughs> we need to take a quick break, though. Our guest today is Joe Battaglia, and we're talking about a book that he's written called Make America Good Again, 12.5 Biblical Principles to Unite Our Nation, Restore True Greatness, and Reshape Our Political Rhetoric. We'll continue with more with Joe Battaglia as Licensed to Parent continues. Stay with us. Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. The five-year, two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall to be completed by the end of the year, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed to parent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherd's Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. Shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. That's shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. Your children are teens now. They're growing up and gaining independence. That's kind of the point of parenting, isn't it? You're raising future responsible adults, but they're not responsible adults yet. They may be able to do things on their own, but you still want to be able to contact them and you want to equip them for success. So you decide to get them a smartphone. But why a smartphone? For most people, that means 24-7 access to everything on the planet. And that's not wise, nor is it healthy. Digital addiction is prevalent these days. In fact, we see teens of all ages dealing with mental health and behavioral issues rooted in overuse of technology. Issues that affect health, wellness, ability to focus, performance in academics, and more. That's why at Licensed to Parent, we want you to choose a wise phone alternative instead of a smartphone. More information is available at LicensedToParent.org slash wisephone.
You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And incidentally, if you want to listen back through this program again, or perhaps you've missed some past programs, you'll find them all on our website at licensedtoparent.org. And our guest today on the program is Joe Battaglia. He's founder and president of Renaissance Communications and also author of the book that we're talking about today, Make America Good Again. 12.5 Biblical Principles to Unite Our Nation, Restore True Greatness, and Reshape Our Political Rhetoric. Trace? Well, Joe, before the break, we're talking about Alexis de Tocqueville uh, and his concluding that America's great because America's good. Uh, He did this while America was in the height of the antebellum period and slavery. Uh, As parents, how should we respond to our kids when they claim that this observation about America was really a moot point because— he must have been a racist also, to, just to make that statement. Sure. Well, you know, those are always good questions to ask, and parents need to understand that children, you know, only receive a certain point of view, right? And that's why they're asking those questions, because it seems like that's the rhetoric, the educational rhetoric of the day. Exactly. But there's something that they must understand as well, and this is helpful, I think, for the kids to understand, Um, And this is why I have to stick to what Scripture says and the principles that God has put into the universe, because he understood, of course, uh, the moral failure of man, which is why Christ came. Mm -hmm. And so the reality is that that is, to a point, true, that the country, though noble in what the Constitution affords us is not afforded to everyone. And certainly uh, slavery was something that was a blight and certainly not part of what the Constitution and what the Declaration and what the Founding Fathers were supposed to give us. The problem, though, is that you're dealing with fallen man. Not everybody is a Christ follower. And even the potential Christ follower may be blinded to what they are about. And they have character flaws too. And so the the real issue is not distancing ourselves and throwing the baby out with the bathwater because there are so many great things about this nation which we know to be true and talk to immigrants who still want to come here and not to socialist countries, say, right? We understand that freedom is really about the human heart and the human soul, and that it resides in everybody. And that's why the notion of freedom has people come here, because it it exists. It's affordable. It's opportunistic. But here's the real issue that people must understand. True community, that is the essence of what this nation needs to be about and what we're missing. It exemplifies forgiveness as one of the resounding traits of its existence, as well as the ability to unify people rather than divide them. All right. So we are getting so much nonsense about division. Nobody talks about how to unify and the unification of fallen people, sinful people which are many, right, Mm -hmm. only exists when you look for forgiveness and that becomes your way of life in your heart. 
right? So there's a spirit of unforgiveness that's running rampant in our land. It's consuming us. So what we need to do is to be honest with our children and say, absolutely, indeed, these were unforgivable. These were sinful traits and practices. And yet we must understand what is great about the nation. Focus on those things in order to help us through it. Forgiveness is the only way that's going to happen, not just, you know, vengeance and things like, you know, I, I need, I, I'm entitled to this or to that. I think John eight fifteen, Jesus gives us a good picture of why forgiveness is so important and why judgment is not ours to take. When we judge, we usurp the prerogative of God, and we aren't allowed that. Right. No, that's, right? that's exactly right. Yeah, I, the, the veteran civil rights uh, uh, activist Bob Woodson, he's a black man, so I think summed it up best when he said, America has always been a redemptive nation and that no nation should be defined by the worst of what we once were. Exactly. If you read Dr. King's speech uh, in 1963, his, his I Have a Dream speech, it's all about forgiveness. People, you know, you know, I, you have a dream that, you know, my children will walk, um, you know, black boys and girls will walk hand in hand with white boys and girls. Right. Right. And his whole speech understands that unity is is the issue. And we can only do that when we forgive and when we walk with each other in that kind of unity. And so, yeah, I think we just need to get back not just to biblical things, but to biblical people who said great things yeah. and how that works. Uh, but I do think forgiveness is the, is the big thing that is missing in our country. It is a universal principle. It heals. It does not destroy and, and divide. And I, I would say parents, you know, understand that, bring that to the discussion, to the table, and let's talk about it. And I would say parents, particularly the parents that wouldn't call themselves Christians, that, that think the Bible is a comic book, uh, research the science behind forgiveness then. If, if science is your God, research the science and find out what science has to say uh, about forgiveness and its uh, effect on the human experience. I am grateful that we could land this conversation on that uh, subject, Joe. I think forgiveness is at the heart of everything. I find Amen. that in in a nation that talks about tolerance, something that goes with tolerance, that you know, accepting people with other viewpoints has to be a forgiveness also, and yet we as a nation don't seem to be practicing that well. So thank you for, for landing that today. Our, our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Joe Battaglia. Joe is the founder and president of Renaissance Communications and author of the book, Make America Good Again, 12.5 Biblical Principles to Unite Our Nation, Restore True Greatness, and Reshape Our Political Rhetoric. It's published by Broad Street Publishing, and you'll find it wherever you buy your books. Joe, thank you so much for being a licensed parent. Well, thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. And that's going to wrap up today's edition of the program. Remember, if you missed a part of today's program or would like to hear it or any of our past programs again, you can do so on our website at LicensedToParent.org. And while you're there, would you consider making a gift to Licensed to Parent to help the work that we do here on the program 
and at Shepherd's Hill Academy, our year-long Christ-centered residential program for troubled teens and their families. You can learn more and you can donate securely by clicking the Donate tab at the top of the page at LicensedToParent.org. My thanks to our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent, Daniel Fazina, also to our technical producer, Mr. Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you back again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.